Good morning and welcome to Sunlight Christian Center, located in downtown Orange. Let's join Pastor Joe and the worship service in progress. A lot of times people get saved and they think they, they just joined a club. But to get saved means you joined the army. And you are now in the army of the Lord. Several people gave me a little poems. Don Shepherd gave me a poem one time, I am a soldier in the army of God. And Dolores uh, handed me the same poem last week. And Bob and Pat Makata gave it to us years ago. They, somewhere in this sermon, I'm going to share it with you, my version of it. I just cut it down a little bit. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, because you can't handle this one in your own strength. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Sometimes you stand against. Sometimes you have to stand on. Sometimes it's stand for. But it's always stand. God wants you to stand. You will be knocked down. You will be knocked down, but you will get up, dust yourself off, and stand. The enemy will try to attack you, and he will try to bring you down, and there will be times when it will be a real struggle just to maintain a stand. All the Lord wants you to do, get back up on your feet and stand. There are a lot of times people, they fall, and they fall so many times that they're tired of getting up on their feet, and so they finally just lay down. That's the way you die. God wants you to stand. Get yourself back up on your feet and stand. There may be somebody here that's been flat on their back all week. And today is an opportunity for you to say, Lord, I'm going to get back up on my feet. By God's grace, I will get my feet on the ground again. And take the helmet of salvation. We talked about this last week. I'm not going to go over this area. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, the sword. The, the Roman soldier used a sword, uh, probably a little larger than this, but the, the one he went into battle with was not the one he carried with every day. He had one that he carried every day, everywhere. And that sword was used to keep the peace, to settle disputes, for close fighting. And you know the devil is a close fighter. He comes close. And there are some people, they pull out their sword on Sunday, and uh, they never really wear it during the week, but the, the sword was meant for every day, every day. You got to be able to keep the peace, and this is the weapon that you use to keep it. Sometimes it's, it's used for crowd control. When, when there are too many people gathering in a place where they weren't supposed to be gathering, the Roman soldier would put out his sword, just, just keep it at ready, and it controlled the crowd. Sometimes you got to learn how to control your temper. Forget the crowd. Control your temper. And so God's given you a sword. He's, and, and what is the sword? Make, make it real easy for you to see it. It's take away the S. You got word. The sword is the word. And you got to keep the word with you. Now, it doesn't mean you have the whole Bible memorized because you don't, but you do have to have a word. You have to have something ready, something for every day. It would be amazing how often you'd be able to use God as my refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. 
How often you would have to hear, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's the little word that you've got to have ready at all times because you're in a battle. Word. When you think about word, just think about word. Just put an S at the end of word. You've got words. And ask yourself the question, what are you reading? What are you reading? Well, Pastor Joe, I've been reading the penny saver this past week. Uh, well, that's fine. You might get a good deal. But you got to find time for the word. Pastor Joe, I've been spending a little time in true confession and the National Enquirer. And that's, that's, that's what you want to do. You, but you need the word. You need the word. There are a lot of things that we read. Think about it. it there's so many things that we can read and we do read. And there's nothing wrong with reading, but we need to read the Word every day. The Roman soldier needed the sword every day. We need the Word every day. There's something that's going to come up where you're going to need the Word. We read the newspaper, and for all the reading that we do in the newspaper, it's tainted, it's tinted, it's distorted, it's twisted, it's turned. It's editorialized, it's glamorized, it's over-dramatized. I mean, we're, we're, the housing market plunged yesterday, and you expect the roofs to have caved in. And, and then uh, interest rates are skyrocketing, and then they use words. They use words to ensnare. They use words to just create an aura, an emotion. They, they, and we have it done all the time to us. What do you read? You need to get in. Get into the Word. We've read enough dyed, fried, soiled, boiled, hacked, and shellac stuff. We need to get into God's Word. It does not change. It'll be the same yesterday, just like it was uh, a month before, and it will be the same tomorrow as it is today. God's Word does not change. Jesus said this, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will never pass away. True blue confession will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Jesus said this, the, the words that I uh, give you, they are spirit and they are life. I need some spirit, I need some life, and I get it from God's Word. It's not a criticism of what it is that you might be reading. If you enjoy reading, read. I enjoy reading. When I go on vacation, I read. But i got to have Word. You've got to take Word with you because it's your weapon. you got a fight. you got a battle. you got to get up in the morning, tomorrow morning, and you got to face, well, maybe an ugly-looking boss. Maybe an ugly-looking disposition. Maybe yours. Maybe a mess. And you need God's Word to get you into what it is that you're going to do. You'd be surprised how often God's Word could come to your rescue if you read it. If you don't read it, you won't know it. And so we get, we've got to read God's Word. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says this, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Sharper sharper than any two-edged sword because the word of God cuts through lies and deceptions just cuts right through it and things that people are saying and the things that people are meaning God's, God's word cut. If, if you had if you ever wanted to read anything on psychology you could not find a clearer book on psychology than God's word it cuts through stuff. 
Some of the things that, that God's word's got to cut through has got to cut through some of the excuses. The excuses. So we, we, we have, we got, excuse, I got brought some stuff here I wanted to just share with you. I needed something real sharp. But, but people, people, it's amazing how people will come and, and make excuses. That the, and the word of God will cut through those excuses. Pastor Joe, Sunday, Sunday is my day. It's, 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 it's the only day in the week that I, I, I got to take some time out from my day. And God's word says, it's my day. It's the Lord's day. Forsake not your assembling of yourselves together as a matter of some is. It's God's day. And then the other excuses some people will say, well, Pastor Joe, you know, I, I, send, I send the kids to church. I mean, I do my part. And, you know, that's good that you send the children to church, but... Do you know what the children are thinking? Maybe even if they don't even realize it at the time. They're thinking, I can't wait to be like mom and dad so I won't have to go to church. I'll send my kids to church. God's word cuts through excuses. What's your excuse? You might have an excuse. It might, it might, excuse might be something like, well, Pastor Joe, I really, I really can't afford to tithe. Prove me and see whether or not I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you have no room contain. <laughs> Pastor Joe, I just wanted you to know that the reason why I don't go to church is because there are hypocrites there. It's amazing what God's word can do to that. Hypocrites, huh? If they knew what I know about you, they'd be calling you a hypocrite. God's word cuts to excuses. If if I only had more time, Pastor Joe. I mean, if, you know, it's that's the issue. If I had more time, I, I and God says, "What are you doing with the time that I gave you? Because it's the only time you're ever going to get. And after that time is used up, you got no more time." If I had a little more money, Pastor Joe, if I just had a little more money, I'd be able to do. A lot more, and God say, what are you doing with the little money you got? I can multiply the bread, the fishes, and the loaves. And you know something? Money is never the issue to keep you from your destiny, because God knows where the fish are. And if you need it, God will get it. It's not the money. It's what are you willing to do with your life? You can't do it by yourself. You need God's word. What if I had, you know, if I just had a little bit more talent, Pastor Joe, that's it, talent, you know, I, I, talent like so-and-so, so-and-so's got a lot of talent, and God's saying, I'm never going to ask you to give an account for their talent. I'm only going to ask you to give an account for yours. Someday you'll stand before me and I'm going to say, what did you do with the talent I gave you? God's word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. What are you doing with your life? What is God's words saying? Some people will say, Pastor Joe, you know, I'd, I'd like to get to church, but, you know, it's raining. And God would like to say to you, would you like a drought? Because I can arrange that. Some people wake up in the morning and say, well, Pastor Joe, I'd like to go, but it's sun is out. In fact, you could think of any excuse in the world for not being in the presence of God. And yet, there is no excuse for not being in God's presence because that's where your strength comes from. And so we expose ourselves to the word and the word becomes a weapon in our hands. 
to give us the strength that we need. Jesus, Jesus, used, Jesus used the word. When, when, when the devil came to Jesus, you don't mind me using up this paper. When the devil came to Jesus and said, said, if you are the son of God, cause these stones to be turned into bread. You don't need to go to Calvary. Become the baker of the world and people will flock to you. And Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone. You know what Jesus was doing? Jesus was penetrating past his words to, to this. Look at this. Piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit, the joints and the marrow, and a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The devil came to Jesus with words, words. Jesus pierced through the words to the thoughts and the intentions. Let me show you how, how it, they, took, they took Jesus up to a high pinnacle, and uh, the devil said, if you're really the son of God, jump. And God, he quoted scripture, God will send his angels to bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said, it is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Jesus could see past his words to his intentions, his motivations. And, and that's what the word does. The word is so sharp and so capable, it can cut right. Could you imagine? I mean, I'm talking about the word of God is so sharp, it can penetrate into your thoughts, into your thought, before you even put it into a word. It can penetrate your thoughts. It tells you what you are thinking and why you're thinking it. That is sharp. Sometimes you don't even know why you're thinking what you're thinking. God's word knows. It'll analyze you. It'll uncover your thoughts. It will expose your mental attitude. God's word is powerful. If it were possible, if it were possible for us to discern, I mean, look at those words, the thoughts and intents. If we could discern the thoughts and the intents of our own heart, this is what we would see. If, you, if, you, if it were possible for me to take you on a road trip into the thoughts and the intents of your heart, if it were possible to do that, uh, this is what you would see. You'd see the, the color of negativity plastered all over your thoughts. Oh, that doesn't mean you don't have a good day, and it doesn't mean that you don't have a, a good moment. It doesn't mean that you don't have some positive. No, it doesn't mean that. I'm talking about the backdrop of our thoughts so often because we are inundated all day long by the thoughts of this world and the words of this world. We have received the negativity of our culture, and it gets placed inside of our mind like it's dirt. And then there's that gooey substance of self-pity that you said, well, Pastor Joe, I don't have any self. Yes, you do. If <laughs> you want to be honest, there is a place inside where you would be pitying yourself. How come everybody gets the chance to, and I don't? How come those others have blessed, but I don't? And you have this self-pity thing going on. And it, what it does is it muddies up the thoughts. If it were possible to penetrate and discern the thoughts and the intent of the heart. You would discover that in, inside it's smudged with low self-esteem 
I don't think much of myself. I don't think I'm really good enough, and I don't think I can really match up or measure up to what people want in my life. It just seems like, well, Pastor Joe, I don't just don't have what it. And you know, I I pick it up from the songs and the TV and the, and the magazines, and I just hear stuff, and I always reflect on myself. And I'm and my mind, to tell you the truth, Pastor Joe, my mind is contaminated and polluted with a lot of junk. And you know what we need to do is a reprogram our thinking. If, we, if I could just get to the place where I could start reprogramming. The thing, when I, I remember when I first started ministry, I used to, um, I had a little poem I used to take with me. I used to walk to, to my office, and all the way to the office, I would go over the same thing over I'm, thousands of times over the years. If you think you're beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you want to win, but you think you can't, it's almost certain you won't. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you can't, you can't. If you think you'll lose, you're lost. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh, that's the head, thinks in the heart, really believes. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. If I can only program into my thinking the positive word of God so that my heart can get to the place where it can believe it, that I, that's what I become. Okay, we can, I think we could all see that. We could all see that what we need is some real positive programming. I need some, I need some positive thoughts. And you wake up in the morning, I need to be able to say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice. I will be glad. And I'm going to find something strong and something confident in this. That We know that. We know that. We know, Lord, how do I do it? I'm glad you asked because now what I want to do is I want to show you something. Every day, I dare say that everybody here, I don't think this is one person here that doesn't. Every day, we wash our hands. Every day. Is there anybody here that doesn't wash their hands? I didn't think you'd raise your hand. Everybody. Everybody here washes. The, and the only reason why we wash our hands, it's a habit, number one. But before it becomes a habit, we've been told by our parents, wash your hands before you eat. Wash your hands, wash. And so what we do is we learn and we habitually get up in the morning and we don't even think about it. But in fact, I, I would imagine that most of you hadn't even thought about it. This morning you washed your hands. You wash your hands because you have to take away what? Dirt. Wait a minute. I'm washing my hands because I need to remove the dirt. And I don't need to do that in my mind. And I don't need to wash those thoughts that have snuck in my mind that make me feel I've been belittled. I've been bypassed. I've been criticized. And you tell me that's not a smudge mark in your mind? And you, you tell me that that doesn't mess up the thinking of your head? I'm discouraged. I feel depressed. I don't feel like I measure up to what these people want me to be. You mean to tell me you don't have to wash that? Because if you don't, it just builds up. And it becomes dirtier and grimier and more smudged than the day before. Pastor Joe, if you show me a way that I could wash my thoughts, like I wash my hands, 
I will leave the church today feeling like a blessed man or a blessed woman because you showed me something that I need desperately. I haven't told anybody, but I got stuff in my head that I wish wasn't there. And I'd like to remove it. But I don't have a clue how I can get rid of it. I got worry thoughts, and I got fear thoughts, and I got depression thoughts, and I got misery thoughts, and, and, and all of this stuff is in there, and it's clogging up the works, and it's dirt. And if I knew how to remove it, I would. I'm going to tell you something so simple that you're going to say this. Should have known. Philippians chapter 4. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, think about it. Put your mind on the good. I know it's going to take work, and it takes, it, it, it takes a, a, a disciplined life to be able to do it, because I'm going to tell you, the easiest thing to do is to follow the path of least resistance, and the path of least resistance is in the negative, because that's our culture. And the reason it's our culture is because we're human, because we're very frail, and because we're weak, and it's easy to become negative. Easy. You don't need to go to school to learn how to be negative. You have to go to school to learn how to become positive. Nobody's got a cassette to give away or to sell you on. Here's how you can become really negative and depressed in your life. It takes a lot of work and a lot of discipline to, to put the good thoughts in, to put the just thoughts in, to put the positive thoughts in, to put the uplifting thoughts in, to, to get God's Word. That's what God's Word is. God's Word is positive, and God's Word is confident, and God's Word is lifting, and God's Word is lilting, and God's Word is like music to the soul. God's Word is a smile to your mind. And if I could just figure a way of, that's what the cutting edge is. That's what, the, the, the sword of the Lord is the word of God. It's the cutting edge. How do I get a better cutting edge in my life so that I can face the enemy one-on-one -on -one and I could deal with the stuff that he's trying to deposit in my head? How can I get a real fine cutting edge so that I can cut through all of that stuff? I need to soak my mind. I need to rinse my thoughts. I need to condition my thinking. I need, I need to scrub some of the stuff that's going on in my head. And there's a way. And it's really simple. And that's why I say you're going to walk out saying, you know, I should have known, I should have known. I think it'd be, I, I think it's, I got the time. I think it's important for us to remember something about our Christian walk. And that is, that we are soldiers. I mean, I come out with a suit, a tie. I don't look like a soldier. Uh, I don't even talk like a soldier. But, but if, if, if ever I came out here, I mean, if, if, ever, if ever I was showing you who I really was and who you really are, you'd have to put on the equipment that identifies you as who God says you are. I am G.I. Joe. I am a soldier in the army of my, my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Spirit and the Bible is the code of conduct. 
Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Spirit of God. I have been trained by experience. I've been tried by adversity. I've been tested by fire. If God needs me, I'm there. I'm a soldier. If he needs me in Sunday school to teach children, to work with the youth, to help adults, or just sit and learn, he can use me because I'm there. I'm a soldier. I do not need to be pampered, petted, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I'm a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. I am a soldier. I'm obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I'm a soldier. I didn't, do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. My God will supply all my needs. The devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me and hell cannot handle me. I'm a soldier. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am heaven bound. Here I stand. I'm a soldier. Will you stand with me? That's what it's all about. God's looking for soldiers to stand. Just to stand. I told you that there was a, a simple way, a simple way of cleansing your thoughts, cleansing, getting the junk, because junk builds up on the inside. And this is it. It's simple, but you got to do it. And we're going to start today. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. You see what thanksgiving does? You cannot be in a frame of thanksgiving and at the same time be negative. If you are thankful, if you are grateful, you got to do something with depression and discouragement and worry and fear because it can't stay in the same head. If you're thankful, if I'm thankful, if I'm grateful, I'm doing something. Just by being thankful, I'm doing something to the discouragements, the criticisms, the rejections of life, the stuff that crowds my mind, and the fears that pull me down. I'm thankful, just being thankful. If I could just stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I want to thank you for what you... Thanking God cleans the mind. It's the sharpest edge that you've got. You have been listening to Pastor Joe at Sunlight Christian Center. We are located in beautiful downtown Orange, just one block north of the Chapman Circle at 172 North Glassell Street.